It's hard to find the matching items with the break with the bracelets, with the earrings. So anytime I was able to find originals, I wanted them. My mom and grandmother told me that I should have called them. <laughs> That's funny. It's so funny. We have funny. it all, Mitchell. We, you don't have to go far to find this stuff. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Welcome to the Art of Costume Blogcast. I'm Elizabeth Joy Glass. And I'm one of Tammy Faye's puppets, Spencer Williams. <laughs> These are getting out of hand. Oh my gosh, Spencer. <laughs> Elizabeth, happy Comic-Con. Happy Comic-Con. Oh my gosh. So much has come out in the past 24 hours. I know. I feel unwell. Like I just need to like lay in my bed with my cell phone and just keep refreshing Twitter every three seconds. Right? I am excited. I have been brought to joy, to tears, anticipation. <laughs> Especially for the Marvel nerds. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go down the list. We have Loki season two, a Can't Daredevil wait. TV show. Right? Like that's like crazy. a new one? Yeah. That's with, why. And it's with the same people. Yeah. Which I'm like, that's crazy. Um Oh my gosh, there's so much. They Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which we knew. Um, the new Ant-Man movie, it's confirmed. Like, King the Conqueror mm-hmm. is coming in. And then we have these Avengers movies that are coming out. I mean, they announced like three or four years worth of content. I'm just like, dang. Ugh, I want to go to Comic-Con. Have you ever been? Me too. I haven't. It's mm. hard. I think it's hard to get tickets. You and I should make it happen next year. I bet we could. We could, could we get a press pass? Probably. <gasps> oh my gosh, should we shut up like shut shut up? Should we set up like a the art of costume podcast booth <laughs> and meet our ten fans? <laughs> Maybe not a booth, but let's look into um, press passes. Definitely. Uh. <laughs> It's so fun. Like I've done LA Comic Con, which was like fun, but it's definitely not mm-hmm. the same. It's just like more comic book um focus, which is fine. I love comic books, but like, you know, they weren't announcing the new Black Panther movie at LA Comic Con. <laughs> no. Like, yeah, I've been to a bunch of like uh like anime conventions, but I've never been to an actual like comic convention. <sighs> well, Maybe next year. Maybe next year. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Spencer, how was your week? Oh, it was good. You know, just we're finally, hopefully, at the end of summer, I hope. I know. <laughs> I'm done with all my weekend summer programs for students. Um, nice, you know, Because nice. I do a lot of, like, fashion industry-related workshops on the weekends, and I'm done for the summer. So, hopefully, that means less time in the outdoors. I'm just ready for winter. I am not ready for winter, but I am ready for a change. You know who else was ready for a change, Spencer? <laughs> Tammy Faye Baker. <laughs> uh, yeah. After that small little nowhere town she grew up in. Spencer, what did we watch this week? 
This week, we finally watched The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and I am so excited to talk about this movie with you, Elizabeth. I love it so much. Um, I wish we did this episode earlier in the year around the Oscars, but Mm -hmm. I literally watched it the night before the Oscars. So I literally just watched it. I like, I wasn't super interested in seeing it. I just wasn't, I just wasn't interested um but then like all this like really good press came out about it and you were like oh my gosh you have to watch this and i was like okay (laughs) i'll watch it for the podcast and i really liked it i so i've like watched or listened to some like true crime stuff about Mm -hmm. her and her husband um so like i went in with like not the greatest opinion of her but her husband was evil, but she just seemed really oblivious. <laughs> well, that's kind of like the whole point to the film. And there's a, a previous documentary about mm-hmm. about her as well. Um, I believe it has the same name to Isa Tammy Faye. Oh. And I mean, that's really what the whole, you know, story is about is how for years, I mean, so many people had this like negative idea of who Tammy Faye Baker was because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a big population that watches, you know, PTL and whatnot, but there was also a bigger audience that did not watch yeah. <laughs> their show. So all we saw was the tabloids are talking about, you know, these two evil religious people who are taking advantage of people's money and, you know, spending it on crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. But what people didn't really know was like the true story behind her. And I thought that this film really like brought her to life in such a beautiful way. And I loved it. Yeah, I've been a Tammy Faye fan for a long time. So I'm (laughs) really excited to talk about this. (laughs) Would not have pegged you as a Tammy Faye fan. But Spencer, (laughs) since you're such a fan, do you want to start us off with a summary? Of course. In the 1970s, Tammy Faye Baker and her husband, Jim, rise from humble beginnings to create the world's largest religious broadcasting network and theme park. Tammy Faye becomes legendary for indelible eyelashes, her incredible singing, and her eagerness to embrace people from all walks of life. However, financial problems, scheming rivals, and a scandal soon threatens to topple their carefully constructed empire. That is the eyes of Tammy Faye. If you haven't seen it, get on to HBO Max. (laughs) Yeah, it's on there and also has some cool like behind the scenes features as well. Oh, I should look at that. I didn't notice that. It's only 15 minutes long, but it's worth the watch. (laughs) Um, Going behind the wardrobe, uh, we have director Michael Showalter and costume designer Mitchell Travers, who you will know from In the Heights, Late Night, and Hustlers. Mm, This is like the perfect film for Mitchell. I kind of met him a little bit at the Costume Designer Guild Awards, and he's very fun and bright so like when he does films like hustlers and eyes of tammy faye it just has like a distinct mitchell look i love that um this was definitely a distinct wardrobe uh mitchell talked to below the line about his prep for the eyes of tammy faye he said one of the things i did on this movie was i assembled an enormous collection of every image I could possibly find of the bakers, both Jim and Tammy. And then I started to compile them down into a five-year span. What I wanted to do mostly was just understand how they evolved and changed with money, with fame, as their relationship ebbed and flowed with children, 
with influence, with power, with scandal. So he was like, let's get it all in there. <laughs> let's pack this wardrobe full of everything. Yeah, because the film really follows such like a big part of her life. I mean, it goes from what, the 70s yeah. to the 90s. So that's a lot of costume, a lot of influences, a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of. A lot, lot of stuff, <laughs> a lot of stuff. And also because she was on television all the time on the PTL and then also just, you know, covered in media a lot, uh, Mitchell didn't want to make her like into a character. He talked to Awards Daily. He said, I felt that we were taking a look at a woman who was covered by the media in an excessive nature. We owed it to her. She was very careful about her image and she was careful as to what she was wearing in front of the press. I wanted to know what was going through her mind when she got ready for those key moments. I studied her pretty obsessively to figure out why she was getting dressed in those ways. She lived on camera. I felt it was important to get those little details as correct as I could. I had a big responsibility to follow her lead in those key moments. It was also important to deviate a little bit to tell her story in moments that weren't covered by the press. So he was like, we gotta, we gotta be honest about who she was and like respect, you know, how she dressed. Cause she, she knew what she was doing. Tammy Faye, whether or not you think it was like, you know, too much or like clownish, she knew exactly what she was doing every time she went on camera. Yeah, she was very detail oriented. She, I mean, <laughs> the film really goes into this a lot, but she, you know, her hair color, what she was wearing, her nails, her eyelashes, mm -hmm. her makeup, everything was like very de deliberate. She just had control of everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Spencer, we will get into that more after our break. Can't wait. <laughs> Hi, this is Dan, audio engineer of the Blogcast. Just wanted to let you know that if you'd like to support the show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash theartofcostume. There we post unheard bloopers, highlights, and bonus episodes just for our patrons. Make sure to check out the description for all of our links. And thank you for all of your support. to dive into this beautiful world of Tammy Faye. Absolutely, Spencer. We start with this opening shot. The film's called The Eyes of Tammy Faye. So obviously the shot, the film opens with a shot of Tammy Faye's beautiful eyes and eyelashes. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I can imagine your thoughts when the film started. You're probably like, okay. <laughs> I was just like, this is so 80s. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I love that like she was like 80s makeup is perfect and I will never change like yeah. <laughs> she was just like nope this is this is who I am 
Well, she loved it. And the thing about Tammy Faye and Jessica Chastain, who is brilliant in this film, that's why she won lead actress this year at the Cami Awards. Yes. She said in an interview that like, which I agree with her, Tammy Faye was always at 11 or what I would say is like at a 100. Like Tammy Faye was always doing the most. Even when she was at her worst, she'd wake up and put on everything. Whenever she sang, it would be like a quiet song and she'd still be belting it out. And her makeup is just always, you know, painted for like a crazy nightclub, even if it's 9 a.m. in the morning. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) But, uh... That is not how Tammy Faye always lived her life. No. (laughs) Those opening shots, they kind of make me anxious. I have a weird thing about like organized religion, but we won't dive into that. (laughs) So like these opening scenes, I'm like, oh, like it's like hot in this church. There's lots of brown and dark colors, yellows. Just the whole opening scenes, you're like, ah, this feels so stuffy and uncomfortable. And it's pretty brilliant, actually. It is. Because this is like the Midwest, like middle of nowhere, super charismatic church. And they really convey that while still like through the colors. The colors are so muted. And it's like that's almost how she looked at her life. Like everything when she was a child was like, you know, drained of color. Everything she wanted, she could not have. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because she, like, wasn't really allowed to participate, like, in the church activities. Yeah. So, and all these, like, muted colors. So then as she grows up, it's, like, color into everything. Like, now that she has control of her life, she wants everything to be colorful. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Her mother in these opening scenes. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel, who is played by Cherry Jones, she does this character so well. She does. (laughs) But every time she opened her mouth, because she looks like really good throughout the whole thing. Like, even though they don't have a lot of money, she always looks like put together. Yeah. Every time she opens her mouth, though, I'm like, can you just like be supportive of your daughter for two seconds? (laughs) She loves the church. She's trying to make up for what is considered a mistake, you know, because she's divorced. So she's not allowed to like bring her child anywhere or anything but she still like has a lot of love and respect for the church so she's you know wearing like a nice blouse that's very buttoned up very nicely um so that i think that's a lot of the inspiration to the character's costume absolutely but as soon as tammy has control of her own wardrobe it is cute <laughs> it is cute i love opening tammy with the headbands <laughs> so cute that was me in middle school. Those headbands. I wore headbands all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, just so cute. And I I include a lot of photos of Tammy and Jim from like throughout their life. And like Mitchell Travers replicates them almost like to a T with yeah. like that characterization through costumes. I feel like he just alters it to look good on Jessica Chastain. But it's as close to her as he could get. Yeah. But also, like, I see Tammy in this picture. Like, she's so cute. Like, how did he get her? (laughs) (laughs) Well, like... Like, he must have been charming because he's, like... I don't know. He gives me bad vibes just from this picture. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, Jessica Chastain said that there's a thing about Jim Baker, which, by the way, Jim Baker is still alive. And I think he might even still be on TV. I, yeah, he is. <laughs> but Jessica Chastain said that the thing about Jim that she thinks Tammy fell in love with him was that she felt like Jim could do anything. Like anything he said he wanted to do, he could do. And actually, for a majority of their lives, I mean, he did. He, he did, did exactly. everything. Yeah. Yeah. So she was like, you know, that's kind of like a quality that any of us would like fall in love with. That's in someone. True. That's true. Um, when it comes to her fashion in these early stages, though, Mitchell talked to a words daily. He said, from an early age, yes, she was very interested in fashion. She always loved getting dressed, even though she didn't come from the greatest of means. So it started with the transformative nature of makeup. She could almost apply confidence. It began with that. And as her resources and reach grew, she took it very seriously and wanted to look a certain way. It got carried away, of course. Tamla used to say that her shopping addiction was cheaper than a therapist. <laughs> but that's very true. Like in these early scenes where it's like her clothes are kind of plain compared to what she will be wearing, her makeup really stands out. Oh, yeah. She's beautiful. Um, and we haven't even talked about Andrew Garfield yet. Oh, yeah. Andrew Garfield really went all the way with this he role did. too. <laughs> he did. I always forget he's British until I watch an interview and I'm yeah. like, oh. <laughs> like that's yeah. not Jim Baker. <laughs> it's it's really weird. I forget he's he's British too because I also just watched Under the Banner of Heaven where he plays a Mormon character from Utah. Utah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, like he does such a good American accent and it was it's really funny. I saw him in, in an interview and someone was like, you play a lot of religious characters. They were like, like, yeah. are you religious? Like what's happening here? He's like, I'm not religious. I just find these people fascinating. <laughs> he's like, I just like, he's like, I don't know. I just don't get it. <laughs> oh, he is so good at this role. Um, and I just love his costumes too, because Andrew Garfield's character is like always like kind of put together. I mean, they're at like a religious Bible college. So yeah, they have to, I'm guessing they have to really be like put together at all times. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, I wouldn't know, but that's what I assume. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also like the late 1950s, early 1960s. So everybody, everybody was a lot more put together back then. <laughs> But they get their first TV show on what? What was it? What? What was the first channel they were on before PTL? Uh, the Seven Hundred Club, right? No, the Seven Hundred Club was the show he created. But it's it's just another Christian network where they have their kids show. Yeah, this, I think this was just like the beginning of the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, but I love these opening scenes. The puppet show is so cute. And Tammy and Jim look adorable. I mean, Andrew Garfield with this like bowl wig is yeah. so funny to me. He's so funny. And she, her look is completely changed now. Uh, Mitchell talked to Below the Line about her and he said, no one can do Tammy like Tammy. So I really felt like she gave me an incredible arsenal to work from and that she made such specific choices 
that I feel like no costume designer could ever get close to her styling. Sometimes it was best to just let her drive and follow her lead and get as close to some of her most iconic looks as we could. So I like what he said about like letting Tammy drive the costume design. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good point, though, because he's like, I can't be Tammy Faye, you know, so let's just look at what she actually wore and just try to follow her lead. Yeah, which is so true. And I I love how he's like, she made very specific choices because this is the first scene where she's blonde and it's kind of yeah. her first step into creating her look to please the audience because that's what she wanted her look to do. And at the time, like being blonde was super popular. Yeah. So she kind of like takes this first step into like pleasing other people by dyeing her hair blonde. It's, I love the opening scene. It's so fun. And I just love the puppets. <laughs> We're looking at pictures of like some of her actual puppets too. Mm-hmm. Pretty scary. <laughs> Pretty? Yeah. The dog I, puppets a little much for me. <laughs> I pup, Old timey puppets are just kind of creepy. Yeah. Just We're not big creepy. puppet fans no. over here. I'm not. I'm not. Even if they're involved with like Andrew Garfield in a bathtub, still not a big puppet person. No, that was <laughs> creepy. That was creepy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we keep on trekking as they get into this world of religious broadcasting. Um, We're introduced to one of our favorite guys, Vincent D'Onofrio, who's playing Jerry Falwell, the kingpin himself. Love this man. (laughs) So funny. I don't know. This, to me, just feels very Vincent D'Onofrio, even still. Like, he's playing Jerry Falwell, of all people. They just put a little wig on him and some glasses. But other than that, I'm like... It's it's him (laughs) through and through. (laughs) Um, I also love her outfit. Um, Mitchell Travis said to award Staley, the color came from the classic pink and green mascara tube. (laughs) (laughs) There's a subliminal thing going on for some people when you pair those two colors together. It's the first moment where Tammy can meet a real somebody and it's kind of a slap in the face of how that interaction goes. She wants to be at the big table. I wanted something bold there because she is literally pulling a chair to sit with these powerful men at the table. I loved that. I wanted to play with that subliminal messaging because for people who watch their mothers put on put it on throughout their life, It hits all the right notes. She is also in a sea of menswear. The colors are semi-inspired by Easter, but mainly wanted her to pull focus with her clothes. That's brilliant. I love that. Yeah. And it is true. She is like literally right in the center of like the most like toxic men you could probably think of. (laughs) Yeah. And she is being extremely bold. Like even today... Especially in more like charismatic uh, Christian circles, it's like the men do all the business, all the talking, and the wives are just supposed to like keep to themselves and just trust their husbands and pastors. Like they're they're not supposed to be at the big table. They keep themselves to themselves. So she's really like 
this is a bold move and why Jerry Falwell just like does not like her yeah. is because she did not sit and keep her mouth shut. Exactly. So gross. But yeah, I know exactly what mascara two we're talking right? about too. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. Uh, but they finally get to the PTL, their own channel. I uh, love this scene, the We Are Blessed scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to admit, I have a lot of these songs on my Spotify. I do not listen to like Christian music at all. But when Je- Jessica Chastain or Tammy Faye sing it, I'm here for it. I, <laughs> it's good. It was so funny for me because it's like, these are still like songs that are sung in church. Like I grew up singing a lot of these songs in church. Yeah. They're super popular. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Um, but we have like this Christmas scene and Tammy Faye is doing the most the in this most. <laughs> It's so good. Uh, so Mitchell did like a combination of like vintage shopping and building things for her. But he said to a word Staley that this uh, Christmas jacket, he said, that was the first piece I bought for her. We didn't know there was a Christmas sequence when we started shooting, but I thought it was such a bizarre item of clothing. So he was like, this needs to be in there. (laughs) And then the opportunity arose for it to be in there. Yeah, Please do a Christmas scene. I have the perfect jacket. And that's so right. And I think we're going to talk about this later, too. But just seeing all the extras in the background too like this costume design job was not an easy one no. because he had well the world's most dramatic costume people and then there's like a ton of extras surrounding them yeah. at all times and it was it was pre-covid so like they weren't trying to limit <laughs> right how many people were <laughs> you know they're they're just like filled every single seat yeah. And then props to Jim, too. Like, he's wearing a tie that matches her. Yeah. Jim tries to match Tammy in the most Jim way that he can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then I love, like, just the montage of them being televangelists. <laughs> <laughs> and just seeing all the different costumes that just kind of go by. Even if yeah. it's real quick, you're like, oh, that's a good one. That's all a good one. different costumes, all the different hair. <laughs> Tammy just talking about I this was one thing I'd kind of known about her but didn't realize quite how you know into talking about like current issues she was and I'm like man if she had just not had a crazy husband and been left to like kind of like do her own thing she would have been fantastic Yeah, she was not afraid to talk about whatever she felt like talking about, which was like Mm -hmm. so frowned upon. I mean, in this world that she lives in, people are like, what is she? Why? How? How is this happening? Like all the time with Tammy Faye. And I love that about her. She was just. We're talking about the penis pump. Yeah. 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 Which I love because there is like they have one just like on like a piece of like. I don't know, cardboard or something. And then her and the lady like operating it. They're just in like these beautiful pastel colors. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's so funny. The jewelry uh, in this film is out of this world. Out of this world. Um, And then when she is showing her mother around the house, she has what I have to say is like the 
ultimate 80s outfit. I love this costume. It's one of my favorites for sure. She's wearing like this uh, light blue. <laughs> it's, it's like a light teal. Yeah, it's her hair is teased in all the right places, but she's wearing this jacket that has these like tassels coming off of it. It is one of the coolest jackets I've ever seen. It is so good. Is, I just could look at it all day. It's so good. It looks like it's either suede or micro suede. And like the fringe coming off it, the color blocking. It's, it's wild. It's so wild. It's also so Tammy Faye. And it works with the environment around her too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, this makes complete sense. It's it's so chic, actually. She's, like, quite the fashion icon at this moment for me. She really is. Um, even her bedwear is so chic. Like, right. <laughs> like, that nightgown with, like, the butterfly cutout on the top yes. of it. Yes. <laughs> I was like, Jim, how are you not paying more attention to your wife? Clearly, yeah. Yeah, you were not interested. <laughs> she's done up at all times. Yes. <laughs> All time. I don't think she, you I you maybe see her without makeup once during this whole thing. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, because she has it like permanently done. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Wild. not much. Wild. And her music career. She like even in the recording studio, she's doing the most. She's doing the most. She sings that song Don't Give Up, which I love that song. It's intoxicating. <laughs> And she's doing the most, like, she's just, like, belting out these lyrics, wearing this bright blue outfit and this, like, hot pink belt. It's, yeah. it's oh, yeah. And I love this dress because it's, like, this blue chiffon layover, this, like, bright pink. And it's, like, she has all the colors on, I feel like. Yeah. And, of course, like, she's against, like, this, like, brown environment around her, too. And she has uh, one guitarist over there, the oh, producer. Her, her Nashville music producer. <laughs> Gary, I think his name was. I don't remember. <laughs> um, but whenever she w she is with uh, Jim, the longer this is running, whenever she's on TV with Jim, she just looks kind of sad. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, Tammy Faye is always sad being around Jim and something that the press was always picking up. There's this like idea that Tammy Faye was, I mean, she was always crying whenever she was sad. Tammy Faye would cry. That was like her thing. Yeah. Um, which understandably, I feel mm -hmm. like I cry a lot lately too. <laughs> um, but there's like this idea in the press that her, like her makeup was always like running from all the crying and, like, you can't actually find any, like, footage or uh, pictures of her mascara ever running. Like, it's permanently on there, people. <laughs> so I'm glad that they didn't do any of that in this movie. But um, Me too. Yeah, but from this point forward, things really spiral out of control. So I think we need a little, little break before we get into all this evilness. Little breaky break. We'll be right back. Blogcast listeners, it's Elizabeth Joy Glass, co-host and producer of the Art of Costume Blogcast. If you're like me, 
you love to show your support with a comfy tea or tote bag. Well, now you're in luck and can show your support for the show and grab some sweet merch by heading over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. There you can buy some awesome tea Public merch with the Blogcast logo, such as a shirt, sticker, tote bag, and a baby onesie for all your little costume mavens in the making. Thank you for all your support and head over to the Art of Costume slash pod store for all our great merch. see some nice coats <laughs> i love a nice coat we talked about this with the girls of fish netflix <laughs> actually and i have coat envy i just wished i could wear coats in los angeles it's too damn hot maybe you need to move spencer i mean honestly at this point i'm ready to move because it's too hot it is too hot and you're gonna melt not to use this time to talk about how so many of you are ignoring climate change, but a lot of you are ignoring climate change. And this, yeah, and 20 years from now, when we're all sitting in a Pacific Ocean, which is just a giant dry desert, <laughs> I hope you all go back to this podcast and <laughs> listen to me and say it's your fault. It's your fault. The reason that why we're turning into Mad Max Fury Road, right? And we all know how that turned out. Our actions have consequences. Even if you want to ignore them. <laughs> but Tammy Faye knows how to wear a coat. She, she knows how to put her daughter in a coat. She does. This is, you know, what Mitchell called her therapy sessions. Basically, she's instead of going to actual therapy, she's like, I'm going to buy you all coats. Yeah. Yep. And we're all going to look good in them. Even Cherry Jones's character, Rachel, looks good in that coat. She does. She looks so distinguished. And <laughs> I love how Tammy recognizes that, like, even though her mother has hurt her deeply, she understands that her mother was also hurt deeply. And yeah. it's like, oh, we need to show her love and encouragement. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Tammy tries to find the, like love in all people so she's like yeah my mom's wronged me but i'm gonna stand by her which is probably why she, you know she's with jim for so long too yeah so and she's like i will love her and put her in this fabulous coat um oh, i love so how good. she's like i look like a bear and then like the longer <laughs> she's looking at herself she's like it is quite nice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look like a good bear i want a cheetah print coat so bad Okay. I'll keep that in mind, Spencer. Yeah. What I wish I could keep out of my mind is seeing any sort of like bullying scene, especially this where, oh, where so Tammy Faye walks up all, you know, she's all smiling being Tammy and Faye. she looks for, good. She looks great. She has this beautiful jacket on with like the most exquisite 80s jewelry. She literally walks up all smiling and laughing for no reason. And she overhears like everyone talking about her and calling her a clown. And I just wanted to grab my laptop and rip it in too. Yeah. Like so mean for no reason. And like, while Jim is not being mean or saying anything about her, it's like, you know, he agrees. Cause he's not, he's not shutting it down. He's not like defending his wife. He lets it happen. He lets it happen and then creepily wrestles with his secretary man. 
<laughs> that was like the one part I was like, it, she like, how can you do that and not like wonder why people are saying spreading yeah. rumors? Right. <laughs> My eyebrows are going up too at first. I was like, um, yeah. So like, no wonder Tammy is attracted to the hot music producer <laughs> she works with. <laughs> Me and Spencer were talking about this earlier. I was like, she needed to leave Jim and marry this man. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's, he's so cool. Gary for the win. Gary for the win. I'm like, someone must have like seen something. Cause like, okay, this man, just because he drove your like in labor wife to the hospital. Cause you would not pick up the phone does not mean they're having an affair. Like, right. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) yes and no. (laughs) Yes and no. But like, I'm like, okay, they're clearly together all the time recording tracks. Right. Like the chances. Fire tracks. Some fire tracks. (laughs) Clearly, the chances of him being there when she went into labor were, you know what, actually pretty high. Right. The fact that you didn't immediately leave the set of your television show to drive your wife to the hospital. Like what else was she supposed to do? Elizabeth's heated right now. Yeah. (laughs) Like your wife was having a baby. Like someone needed to drive her to the hospital. (laughs) Yeah. It was really frustrating. And, but Tammy looks good though. She's so good. I mean, her water's getting ready to break. She's at that stage in her pregnancy, but she's wearing like this. It's not exactly right. It's more like almost like a, dark coral yeah (laughs) this this is like when she is i this is when she looks her best like this is the pinnacle this is when she's the most happy and then it's all downhill yeah from this moment on it's just a spiral yeah um can we just talk about her nails for a second too okay i (laughs) like so for my job i can't have my nails done um so i envy people who have beautiful nails like this but also, like, how do you live with nails that long? <laughs> I don't know. But honestly, I'm kind of jealous. Just for like a day, I would want I want to know what it's like to have like some really long claws. Right? right? <laughs> uh, that's that's what acrylics are for. Yeah. Get some press on, Spencer. Sure. But yeah, this is when she looks her best. And he looks fine, too. He has like, like, he's such a like 80s, like music producer, like, I love his denim shirt and the jewelry. Like, I was like, yeah. Yeah, you are a music producer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He looks real good. But then we have the spiral into madness. But Tammy Faye's still always wearing, like, lots of pink, wearing, like, big, fluffy robes, and always Mm -hmm. carrying a Diet Coke. (laughs) I just... yeah. I just feel like I relate to Tammy Faye in a lot of this, you know? I mean, I haven't gone through the same stuff as her, but, like, Mm-mm. you know that feeling where you just want to lay in bed all day with a Coke and yeah. a fuzzy robe and just just kind of, like, stare out the window? Yeah. 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 But that robe was sickening. It, it's it a was. very nice robe. I want that robe. Uh, with the with the feathers? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Perfect. Uh, not perfect. <laughs> Is Jim making her tell everybody about her almost affair? Yeah, that's sick. Like... Just making her cry on camera so they could get more money. So rude. So rude. Like, get this picture off the screen. I was like, Andrew Garfield. (laughs) This is my last... Like, he lost all... I don't... 
dislike Andrew Garfield anymore. But like Jim Baker lost his Andrew Garfield points in the film. Yeah, you are no longer the amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Um, actually, thinking about this look that she's wearing crying on camera, though, it's giving me... Um, rose from the golden girls vibes yes i also i really like this look too because it's plain it makes her kind of blend into her surroundings and i feel like she's really trying to look more like you know the average viewer than she is trying to look like tammy yeah she is going back to blonde isn't she Mm -hmm. she's trying to like oh that's awesome i didn't even think of it like that yeah yeah because, you know, she wants them to, like, identify with her more in this moment. Because if she goes on with everything, they're going to be like, well, you're a rich woman with everything. Why should I feel bad that you had an affair? Yeah. But then Jesus is taking her higher and higher. And she just yes. rockets into, like, the 80s phase. It's just lots of glitter and sparkles and leg warmers and just everything just <laughs> gets very tammyfied through the roof the sequence the rhinestones everything uh mitchell talked to below the line about her ever-evolving look he said jessica and i really collaborated very closely this is a very specific woman and i think there was always the risk of taking things too far or for things to become parody because, of course, I believe that's what the media did to Tammy Faye is they took her into sort of a cartoonish place. We were always very careful to be honest about depicting a real woman, all sides of her. And so Jessica and I worked very closely to make sure that we had a good balance. We had to understand, of course, the prosthetics that were on. And I had multiple bodysuits that were made for her to change her body over the course of time. We were able to track down how her body changed with various weight gain, with surgeries, with becoming a mother. We wanted all of that to carry through and be honest about the changes that the real Tammy has gone through. It was almost like fitting a few different women, which it's like, that's like, you don't really notice it, but like, that's very true. Like they change her body throughout the course of it. And yeah, that's like... A whole different set of measurements with a bodysuit. Yeah, it's there's a lot went into these looks, and I just Mitchell should have been nominated for an Academy Award. I wish he should have. I wish we could go back to our Oscars episode and add this into <laughs> it because I don't know. The eyes of Tammy Faye was just so good, and the hair. I was it the hair team or the prosthetics team, makeup team did win an Academy Award. So it, oh, the, they better have. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was just, it's legendary work. And look at yeah. all the extras that are in this scene again. Oh my gosh, I insane. Mean, there's so many. There's so many of them. Speaking of the background, uh, Mitchell had a very specific, you know, kind of storyline for them as well. He talked to Below the Line and said, The tough part for us wasn't just some big group of background that we could reuse all the time. Because when we first started seeing the audience members of the PTL, I wanted it to feel wholesome and friendly and inviting, like your favorite aunt and uncle in the audience or your grandparents. But then our stories start to become muddied and unclear. I wanted the same thing to happen with the audience. So we started to use sharper colors. It was almost like two different color palettes. 
that we wanted to use. So every time we had a large group of background, it was like starting from scratch with them because they had to serve such a specific purpose in our movie. It really was an enormous undertaking. That's insane. I've never heard right? anyone talk about the background characters like that before. That's incredible. Just like the slow transition of the background characters. Like who yeah. thinks of that? That's crazy. Someone who should have been an Academy Award nominated costume designer. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. So uh, yeah, good. Just, it's so impressive. All the background work. What's also impressive is Tammy Faye casually wearing like this huge white fur look just to go on a little drive to see a, a potential theme park. But like, you know, just another day. Just another day. Um, it also just clicked in my head that their developer is also that American guy from The Handmaid's Tale. Oh. That just clicked into my head for some reason. Because <laughs> I was like, he's very familiar. Oh, and yeah. then all of a sudden, like, flipping onto this slide, I was like, wait, that's the American guy from Handmaid's Tale. Right. Um, I didn't realize that they actually built this theme park, and I think it's still open. Is it? That's creepy. I think so. Like, at one point, it was as popular. It was, like, not as popular, but it was, like, doing pretty good business. And it was, like, comparative to Disneyland or Disney World, too. Like, oh my gosh. when it opened, like, it was that popular. <laughs> um, In this uh, scene, though, Jim has a very different look. And Mitchell talked to Awards Daily a little bit about Jim. He said, Andrew and I both loved the boyishness to the character and how he dressed there were a few scenes where he is making plans for the water park and i wanted him to dress like bob the builder <laughs> i do think there is a part of jim that wanted so much i do think there is a part of jim that wanted as much attention that tammy was getting it was a fun back and forth to dress them together based on my research on who was there at the time. Jim had a lot to say about what Tammy was wearing all the time. I thought that was an interesting insight because she wasn't subtle. Being a man in the Christian right, you have to do stuff in a certain way. It was interesting to play with the idea of wanting to get more attention, but then fitting in with everything around right. you. That's that's real interesting. Yeah, he does have like a very boyish feel to him <laughs> he does he does and i i love what he said about him wanting to look like bob the builder in this scene because <laughs> it is like very different from everything he's worn up to this point and it's like he's always playing whatever role he's currently in right and at this time he needs this developer to believe like yeah he's someone who knows what he's doing he's always trying to fit in jim baker um he's mm -hmm. always like on the chase. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but Tammy just gets more fabulous as the years go on. <laughs> uh, this brings us, though, to one of my favorite scenes that I was excited to see come to life. Um, one of the reasons why there's like been a so big a look into recently into the life of Tammy Faye was, you know, she was a part of this grouping with Jim Baker where she was known as like, you know, they were this evil couple who took advantage of Christian people. But like that uh, really wasn't the case 
a hundred percent. Whereas, um, you know, Tammy Faye used her platform to really elevate LGBTQ plus issues, which was, I mean, at the time insane on a Christian television show, um, at the height of the AIDS epidemic, she had on Steve Peters, who was a current AIDS patient, where at this time, people wouldn't even be in the same room as AIDS patients, let alone breathe the same air. She brought him onto the show and they had a real conversation. And, you know, she broke down on tears talking about how it's the Christian duty to like love people for who they are and wrap your arms around them. And, you know, from this point on, she really became like an icon to the LGBTQ community because she, from this point forward, she continued with this message and she never let it go until, you know, her death in 2007. And I thought it was so cool to see that Jessica Chastain brought Steve to one of the premieres of the film. Yeah, which is so cool. I love that. I love that. This is kind of like what makes me sad that she was connected to her husband. Yeah. Because if she could have been like her own person and like really promoted this in the Christian world, I feel like the American Christian society would be really different now. Yeah. But then looking back at like the original recording and how they did it in a film, I mean, it is two to T. It is 100% accurate. I mean, everything from the hair, it's just down <laughs> to the look. It's it's right on. Yeah. I love that you can kind of see when you like look at like their two um the two pictures side by side this is one place where you can see like he really tailored tammy faye's look to Je jessica chastain's body because yeah. it's not exactly the same but it has the same like essence as her original interview but just in a look that's flattering for jessica chastain right like if you were to take a quick glance at it, you're like oh that's exactly the same but when you look closely of course there's some details that are different but other than that, like, it's very, very close and yeah. such a beautiful scene. Yeah. I love that she brought him to the premiere. Yeah. Just because Chastain is great. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, things get very not cool for Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, man. <laughs> and Jim's starting to not look so cool himself. I mean, he does not age well throughout this film. No. He doesn't. He doesn't. This whole scene where he just like explodes at her and it's like, hot dude, she you like she doesn't deserve this. Like, yeah, she supported you through everything. Yeah, give it a rest, Jim. Uh, but Tammy's like wearing this like almost all golden look, though. Even when she's yes. crying, she's still like looking fabulous. You know, I have almost this exact outfit. <laughs> you should wear it. I should. I got it. Like. From Goodwill when I was like in middle school and I called it my golden goddess Barbie <laughs> <laughs> outfit. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> oh. oh, but uh, things change rapidly from this point on. I do appreciate that uh, Jim did do a I apologize for my actions TV sitting. I didn't. Actually, I didn't like those. I apologize for our actions. Oh, yeah. That was the one part I didn't like. <laughs> because I was like, leave her alone. Like, and of course, like he has her sing at the end. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, Jim, you're the worst. But um, I loved the scene though, because like looking at the actual recording, they are wearing almost the same exact outfit too. It's it's crazy. It's it is crazy. Once again, just like looking at this. We were watching it now. Actually, it's like so spot on. He's like letting, you know, her lead. 
If y'all want to wow. see like some real videos of Tammy Faye and Jim, like it's all over YouTube because this isn't that too far in yeah. the past. So you can still find some interesting videos. And they they were on television like every single day. Yeah. At like the height of their fame and influence. So there there is plenty. There is plenty. Um, I love it's not just her who like is exactly looks exactly the same. Like he looks exactly the same, too. Yeah, I mean, actually, if anything, like Jim Baker's looks uh, compared to like Andrew Garfield's looks, those are almost more close to, you know, reality than mm-hmm. Tammy's looks because you know, Jim, that was a pretty easy character, it seemed like, for Mitchell Travers to replicate because yeah. he, he got it down pretty good at every single time. Absolutely, absolutely. Also in these end scenes, I, cu- I couldn't quite pinpoint which pair of earrings uh mitchell is talking about to a words daily but there is a pair of earrings that he used right in the beginning of like their like rise to fame and then also at the very end because he wanted to kind of connect like their her kind of like rise to fame and her kind of like you know fall fall from grace really yeah. By using like the same pair of earrings and how she kind of like almost like gets back to reality <laughs> yeah. after this. But also uh, he said to Awards Daily about all of her jewelry, he said, I would take some of the plastic jewelry that Tammy wore. It's hard to find the matching items with the bra- with the bracelets, with the earrings. So anytime I was able to find originals, I wanted them. My mom and grandmother told me that I should have called them. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. It's so funny. We have it all, Mitchell. You don't have to go far to find this stuff. (laughs) Mm -mm, mm -mm. But I love the Newsline interview. I mean, the Nightline interview because it's another one of those scenes where it's like ripped directly from, you know, ABC News. They're wearing, Tammy's wearing this red shoulder pad look, which is Mm -hmm. basically, it could be the same dress, honestly, that the actual Tammy Faye wore. And same for Jim. I mean, he's wearing the same plaid shirt. It's even worn the same, like, on his body. Yeah, absolutely. I I love seeing her in this original footage because whenever she's not talking, she's clearly so done with the situation. (laughs) (laughs) It's... I mean, it's it's so evident. And then even in the film, when the interview stops, she breaks into tears. Like, she's just like, I cannot do this. This is yeah. ridiculous. <sighs> Although I had no idea she sang at the courthouse. <laughs> this is wild. <laughs> it's, remember, it's not over till it's over. It's over. <laughs> um. <laughs> I uh, love this scene, too. I love that. Even in the darkest time, she was always trying to bring joy whenever she could. Even when she knew, like, it's over, Tammy Faye. Like, you, like, yeah, it's over, you know? But she's still like, I'm going out with a song because I still have some fans out there who love me. Just want to leave them with, like, a little bit of some sort of hope. Um, this is, again, one of those other looks that was basically ripped directly from the news, uh, from the press moment. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's that red coat with like the white and black polka dot (laughs) shirt underneath. It's Mm -hmm. so good. It's so good. Uh, I also love her look. This is this like this is like the early 2000s, right? At the end. Uh, That kind of ends in the 90s era. Late. Okay. Yeah. So we're in 90s right now. 
But I love she's gone back to like kind of her original hair color. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's updated her. She keeps her wardrobe current, but her makeup is exactly the same. <laughs> right. <laughs> 90s Tammy is kind of like a sad Tammy at first, but she's still not losing sense of herself. She's still going to wear mm-hmm. exactly, exactly what she wants. Her favorite hair, but it does feel a little bit more darker i would say it's not as bright as you would usually expect and that's even more evident when she goes to prison to visit jim i mean she's wearing Mm -hmm. black which was shocking to me well is this when she says like no our marriage is over right yeah she's like did you sign the divorce papers jim (laughs) jim jim (laughs) her voice was so perfect it's Um, so cute but then she gets asked to sing she gets asked to sing and this is per- this is a perfect ending. I loved it. This is all she ever wanted to do. Right. She's like... Was sing. <laughs> and look good. She, she just wanted to sing and look good. That's why she should have married the Nashville producer. <laughs> she mean, probably would have gotten a Grammy. Probably. Um, I love this scene. It's such a perfect ending. Um, it's also funny though, because clearly most of it's like in her head, like Mm -hmm. the entire background is not real, but it goes again to like that idea that Tammy Faye gave a hundred percent everything. Yeah. So like, this is what she feels like when she's singing, like the entire gospel behind her and everything. She literally is performing like she's at, you know, Caesar's palace right now. (laughs) She is. She's wearing like this what looks like this diamond encrusted white gown with this like big neck piece. It's just so beautiful. And it's just like this tiny little audience that's probably like, what is going on? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, that was so good. It's fun. It's just so colorful. It is like a comedy in ways, you know, like I was laughing at several points. I don't know if it's, 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 a tragic comedy. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. A comedy of errors. <laughs> uh, Tammy Faye ended up passing away in 2007. She struggled with cancer for, I think, like almost a decade. Um, but like I know in like the ending part of her years, like she did kind of, I won't say like became like a, you know, huge celebrity or anything. But like she was, she was singing and she was even on like the RuPaul show at one point like oh, wow. you know she did like a lot of different things toward the end of mm-hmm. her life so I hope that in the end she was happy but yeah who knows it was funny because I was I was watching this in my living room my dad used to work uh, he's a graphic designer and he used to do work for this Christian magazine and he said they interviewed their son or he didn't interview but they did an interview on him Jim and Tammy's son and he was like I was shocked because he was just like the super like tatted up (laughs) pastor guy (laughs) (laughs) he was like yeah I would not have expected that to be like Jim and Tammy's son but like he was just like super tatted up and working with like you know the people the church usually frowns upon (laughs) well Elizabeth that brings us to the end of Eyes of Tammy Faye but before we go we have to play our favorite game we do. Let's do it. The one costume to rule them all. <sighs> Elizabeth, why don't you go first this week? All right. My one costume to rule them all 
was the red and white number she wears in the very beginning when she first tells Jim that she's pregnant. It's the first time we see her with like that platinum blonde hair. She's like, it's the very beginning of their career. She's like super happy, full of hope. And it's the first like time we see her using her wardrobe and her hair and her makeup to really like make an impression to like please the audience and it's like her her first step into that world yeah it's very cute and also like we didn't really say this earlier but it's also like one of the only times she's wearing like a costume it feels like because once we get later into her life like the thing she's wearing, that's just her wardrobe. You know, yeah. like <laughs> she's like, I'm wearing this on stage today. But at that time, it was like, this is a costume for your puppet show. Yeah. Yeah. It's adorable. Spencer, what was your one costume to rule them all? Mine, I fell in love with that fringe jacket she wears. <laughs> it's so I, good. <laughs> I will say that is such a look. It is that such, is a, such look. a look. It's with paired with that blue and it's like kind of like an ombre dark blue. The mm-hmm. hair is teased to the gods. Big, huge earrings, necklaces, bracelets, the hot pink nails, the rings. Everything is just... It's all over, and I love it. It's just a perfect look. Perfect, perfect. Ah, oh, I need that, that such jacket. A good look. I need that jacket. I probably would never wear it, but I need it. You do need that jacket, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we are at the end. Elizabeth, what are we watching next week? Spencer, we have come to the end of Hot Girl Summer, but um. I thought we should go out with a hot girl summer flick to rule them all. (laughs) That's quite the understatement. (laughs) Next week, to close out our hot girl summer series, we are watching Midsummer. Yes, I'm so excited. I love this movie. Elizabeth, have you seen this movie? I have not. Honestly, it was a movie I never intended to watch. Uh, So much so that I listened to a podcast about it because I was interested to know about it. But I was like, I don't really want to watch this. So I pretty much already know. I already know what happens, but I've never seen it. (laughs) Well, you're in for a treat. It's so fun. Very cute. Very lovely. I'll be honest. (laughs) I'm ready to see that flower gown in action. If nothing else. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) you're gonna love it and i know everyone listening's probably really hyped for this episode so it's gonna be a lot of fun gonna be so much fun (laughs) thank you all so much for listening if you loved this episode and you want to tell us what your one costume ruled them all from the eyes of tammy faye make sure you hit up our voicemail number 626-515-1826 and tell me why you thought that fringe jacket was the one costume to rule them all because we all know that's where it's at If you disagree and, you know, maybe don't want to leave a voicemail, you can also just hit us up at the Art of Costume pod on Instagram. Or if you want to see some of our fun TikToks, we are at the Art of Costume. If you want to listen to our beautiful voices uh, (laughs) and extra time every month, you can become our patron at patreon.com slash the art of costume or if you're like it is too hot out here i need a t-shirt 
you can check out the artofcostume.com slash pod store. Get a Art of Costume Blogcast t-shirt. Yeah. And if you really, really love us, please leave us just a little five-star text review on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. We would really appreciate it. Thank you all so much for listening. And remember, Jesus loves you. (laughs) Jesus loves you. Have a fantastic week. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everyone. The Art of Costume Blogcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on Instagram at The Art of Costume Pod or visit theartofcostumeblogcast.com for all blogcast updates. If you want to support the show, go to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. Or you can head over to patreon.com slash theartofcostume for some bonus content. For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, head over to theartofcostume.com, a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design. Sorry, one second. My computer's being slow because I have The Sims playing in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs)